see how silent I am for a second. Big question mark. But you can always send us your views, uh, 0614-104-107, or give us a call on 086-000-2032 and have that conversation. But for now, I think let's. Uh, I think Ernest is online. Let's go to Ernest. Ernest North, co-founder of Naked. Good evening and welcome to The Viewpoint. Good evening, Bertha. It's nice to be chatting to you. Fantastic to be chatting to you too. And thank you so much for making time. It's quite fascinating that we are in 2023. One can actually purchase a car whilst away with the family uh, on holiday. I mean, if we go back, let's say, to 1990, this was never the case. You had to walk into a dealership and then you look at the car and then you check and then you, you know, you do all kinds of things. This is quite exciting. How, how is this possible, though, Ernest? You're, you're absolutely right, Bertha. Technology has really improved our lives a lot. I know sometimes it brings its challenges, but in the case of buying a car, it really has made things easier. I think, first of all, is the ability to browse and online to look for the best deal, to make sure that you are not only looking at the, at the the local area that you're in, but looking at all the deals across the country to make sure that you've done your research and that you've looked for the right deal. And once you decide that you are going to buy buy the right car, I think um, making sure that you that you do the paperwork and the admin, and for example, applying for for finance online and applying for insurance online. Things have become easier. So I think, in general, it is a it is a time in which we see quite an interesting spike in car sales because of because it's the end of the year and there's a number of reasons why people are are are, are looking to buy a car before the end of the year. And but very specifically, lots of people are going on holiday with one car and then needing to to do the transaction of of selling that car there or trading it in and going home with another car it it sounds like a big decision and while one should obviously do your homework properly and make sure that you that 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 you are making a good good financial decision uh, it certainly is something that is is possible because it is very easy to buy and sell a car these days and I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, it's, I'd never thought I would be saying this, but unfortunately, you know, it is what it is and the truth shall set me free. Where, when it comes to purchasing a car, the last time I purchased a car, it was like 10, 15 years ago. I'm still driving my old car. And that, still that's, that's a good decision, Bertha. That's a good financial management. So when you buy a car, let's let's just let's just get an update. Here we are. Uh, you you know you've just you're in a young family, money's just come in. You're a father of two or a mom of two, whichever way it is. I'm sure for you to purchase a car, there are certain requirements. So I think the first thing is that a, a significant portion of people in South Africa, obviously realistically, require finance to buy a car. So in that case. The, uh, the, the most significant part of the journey that, that typically takes the longest time, apart from doing your research and, and finding the right car for you, is applying for finance. Uh, that requires quite comprehensive documentation of, of your employment, of your income and expenditure, et cetera, et cetera, for you to be approved for finance. Once that is done, um, the, 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 the transaction itself requires you, if you're trading in the old car, uh, to agree the value with, 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 the, with the seller. And, and, and 
being ready to just complete the paperwork, to complete the insurance, and, and, and to get the car on the road. Typically, that process used to require you to, to go to the seller on multiple occasions. These days, one can find that car online, even negotiate online, maybe have one or two phone calls, um, and, and, and then head there and, and complete the transaction uh, immediately if all the paperwork is in place. Mm. And you know, when it, when it comes to, to, to getting a vehicle, you, you sort of like toy uh, between should I buy second hand or should I buy a brand new car? And from where you are and in, in your industry, what would be the best way? Is it a myth or is it a fact that when you buy a brand new car, the minute you drive that car out of the garage, it loses its 10% value? It is. There's more truth to it um, than than it is a myth. It is it is mostly true. In other words, what I mean by that is, for most makes of cars, um, the the reality is that the moment you drive it off the floor, you start losing value. There are a few exceptions where the demand for those cars, even secondhand, is so great that if you try to sell it three or six months or twelve months down the line. Sometimes, and, and I think like there are some popular brands where the particular there are popular specific reasons why that why they are so popular. In those cases, you can sometimes sell it for a slight profit, but for most cars, it starts losing value significant uh, immediately. And for some, that that depreciation is significant. So for some, it's as high as twenty five percent in the first year. And so you really need to make sure that the that new car smell which you're getting, which you're paying for, is you need to be comfortable that you're paying that little bit of extra money for that. You are also paying for the fact that you're buying peace of mind. In other words, the car is not going to break down. If you're buying a three or a five or a 15-year-old car, it has a risk of breaking down. And so you are buying some peace of mind when you're buying a new car. I personally feel that if we look at the at the reliability of cars that are two, three, four years old in South Africa and the deals that one can get on most brands when you're buying a, a car that is two or three or four years old, for most people, that is a very, very sensible uh, route to go. And let's take it. Let's let's take a look at at some of the factors, some of the things you need to factor in uh, when you are, you know, buying a vehicle. I know that, of course, your insurance policy has got to be in place, and you know all the paperwork in that regard. But what about when it comes to being diligent? So let's say I'm buying a second-hand car. What what are the key factors I need to consider before I seal the deal? I think understanding, especially if you're buying a second-hand car, understanding the service history uh, of that car, but not uh, and so having a look at the at the printed-out service history, if it is done at an accredited um, or brand-associated service center, that is even better. If it was done elsewhere, you need to see the the invoices and the details of which was done, which work was done at every interval. In addition to the service history. You should get in writing confirmation from the seller that the car has not been in an accident. If you find out later then that they lied to you, that will be grounds for you to easily reverse the transaction or, or hold them liable. So you have to get that in writing from them 
that the car has not been in an accident. And then something that I recommend people do is to perform a, or to have an independent party perform a small inspection. So either one of those 99-point checks or one of those typical two- to three-hour checks where they just go through the whole thing. Uh, you pay a couple of hundred rands for it, but it really is worth it in terms of having an independent party just look under the hood, have a look at whether there's anything that jumps out of them as something that is likely to break fairly soon. So I think that piece of research really, really is important before spending uh, a lot of money on a car. What if in the case that you discover you bought a car that was involved in an accident, but, you know, it's not that you've experienced any challenges, any problems whatsoever. Uh, the car is moving perfectly fine. Can I return it to say, look, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not so sure, uh, you know, the problems I could face going forward. I mean, this, this, this certainly is, that certainly is one of the reasons why um, there are pros and cons of buying from a slightly bigger dealership. Uh, typically, you are paying a slightly higher price because the markups represent the fact that a that a, a, a dealer network comes at a slight cost. But in lots of cases, that is one of the pros of buying from a big dealership, is that you can you can easily uh, rely on them to uh, not misrepresent the facts. Uh, and if you do find that there is something wrong with the car shortly after you bought it, either because your independence assessor shows that they, that it has been an accident, or in general, there's just something that clearly was at fault already, and, and they and they missold you on purpose. I think returning that car to a to a bigger dealership is easier than in, than to a small dealership or to an independent seller. So if the 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 more you are using a smaller dealership or buying from an independent seller, the more homework you need to do before you accept that car. Because the harder it is to return that car afterwards, or to have any form of uh, any form of action that you can take against them to recover your money. Talking to Ernest North, co-founder of Naked, a digital insurance platform, and uh, offering tips that will make it easy for you to buy a new car whilst you're on holiday. And the lines are uh, open if you'd like maybe to share or maybe, uh, you know, you've got your viewpoint in that regard, in that line. You can always send us, um, you can give us a call on 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. Or send us a voice note on 6 1410410. That's 0614104107. And then lastly, um, Ernest, in terms of insurance, because you you are, you know, your background is insurance, is it much easier? I suppose it is easier to insure a brand new car. Okay. No, actually not. It's it's an interesting uh-huh. one where where the where the technology has changed so much that that uh, getting insurance in place for a new car versus the car that is that is uh, second hand is actually the same. And so, because we in the old days, of course, one one needed to speak to a broker, one needed to speak to a call center uh, to explain what's going on and to uh, and, and and to try and explain to them the specifics of the model, etc. Because you're doing everything online now, you can either do it on the website or you can do it on the app without speaking to anyone. Uh, giving the details of the car that you're buying and then submitting photos and videos of the car that you're buying instantly without speaking to a call center means that you can get insurance with just the click of a button and that cover can start 
the moment you wanted to start, and you can pr provide proof to the to, to the dealership that the car is insured, which means that there are no further delays and you could get get out of the road. So I think it is an exciting time in terms of the insurance offering where you are buying on the app and it makes your the, the, the time for you to get on the road much shorter because the dealer will only release the car if you can provide proof of insurance. And how finicky, or should I say how flexible rather, is the insurance, uh, insurance companies in terms of the mileage of the vehicle and the age of the vehicle? Yeah, so the, 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 the insurance industry in South Africa has, has a very reliable database that is used to value cars or, or to use, use to value secondhand cars. And so what that means is that when you're insuring a car, in almost all circumstances, you don't, the, the, you don't have to specify what the mileage is of the car because there is a database that says for any car that is of this particular make, particular model, and particular year, it is worth X. This is the value that you should be um, getting for it when you're trading it in, and this is the value you should be paying for it if you were to go buy it in, in, as, a, as a member of the public. And accordingly, if you want to insure it, you will be insuring it for that latter value. And so we are calculating the premium based on that latter value. You don't have to tell us what the car is worth or every piece of um, detail like the mileage, because ultimately this database is reliable in terms of saying what this car is worth. What is also interesting is that when you are insuring your car, that serves as an extra helpful uh, layer of ensuring that you are checking that you that you paid a reasonable price for this car. If the seller is trying to convince you that you should pay 300,000 rand for the car, but the insurer is telling you that, that actually it's only worth 250,000, that's what they're going to be insuring it for, then that already becomes an extra piece of ammunition for you to negotiate with the seller and to tell them, listen, my insurer says it's only worth 250,000 rand. This is quite a, you know, an insightful conversation, actually. Maybe I should ask my producer one of the fine days. You know, we just zone into insurance because a lot of people do struggle when it comes to understanding how you insure your vehicle and how much you should insure, insure your vehicle, what sort of a vehicle. And, you know, some makes that are brilliant to purchase and some that are not so good to purchase or not so savory because I'm, I'm sure a car is a car. But in terms of, uh, you know, uh, longevity, that also can really play a big role. But thank you so much for joining us and uh, have yourself a, an amazing, great festive season. And thank you so much for making time for us on uh, The Viewpoint. Thank you so much, Bertha. Stay safe on the road. It's same to you. And bye-bye for now.